Welcome to Dinger Derby, the only podcast completely devoted to Texas Tech baseball. Join your host, Keith Patrick, every week for team news, guests, ranking updates, and game reports from opening weekend all the way through Omaha. We'll be hitting taters with the Red Raiders all season long. This is Dinger Derby. Welcome into the Dinger Derby podcast. I'm your host, Keith Patrick. This is the only podcast devoted 100% to Texas Tech Red Raider baseball. In this episode here on this Wednesday, we are going to look ahead to the Michigan Wolverines and the Stetson Hatters. They are both headed to Lubbock this weekend to play the Red Raiders. Michigan will play a three-game series from Thursday through Saturday, and the Hatters will play Texas Tech on Sunday and on Monday. Should be a fun weekend of baseball in the LBK. Your Red Raiders are currently 12-5 and on the season. They went into Austin last weekend and dropped a series, winning one game out of three against the Texas Longhorns. So they're 12-5 and on the season. They're 1-2 and in conference play. You'll have this Michigan-Stetson non-conference break and then dive back into the Big 12 slate next week. So we'll look ahead to these two non-conference opponents coming in here in this Dinger Derby episode. Coming to you a day early since baseball starts tomorrow on Thursday. Wanted to get you the information as quick as I could. So Michigan, will, as I said, will be a Thursday, Friday, Saturday series. Those first two games will be at 6.30 p.m. They'll both be on Texas Tech TV. And the Saturday game will be a 2 o'clock game and be on Fox Sports Southwest+. Plus. Now, Michigan and Stetson will actually meet on Saturday night. That'll be at 6.30 at Danlaw Field at Rip Griffin Park, so you, I'm sure, can stay out there with one of your Texas Tech tickets and watch the Michigan Wolverines and the Stetson Hatters play. Michigan will be in a doubleheader that day playing that game. And then Texas Tech will face Stetson at 2 o'clock on Sunday. Different time there, if you'll note. Usually Sunday games are at 1. And then they'll play the Red Raiders again on Monday at 1 p.m. Both of those games will be on Texas Tech TV as well. The Michigan-Stetson game on Saturday night will not be televised as far as I'm aware. So Michigan is a school with a lot of baseball history in part because they're a school that's just been around for so long. They've been playing baseball since the 1890s. They have 35 conference titles dating back to 1899. They have 23 NCAA tournament appearances dating back to 1953. The most recent and probably most pertinent of those would be in 2015 and 2017. They have seven College World Series berths dating back to 1953, but the most recent was in 1984, and they do have two NCAA championships from 1953 and 1962. So there's definitely some baseball history there, but as we talked about, the Big Ten has struggles in being successful in college baseball based on the weather. Based on the season starting in February, their weather is just not hospitable to baseball early in the year. So oftentimes these teams are on the road for a month, even a month and a half to start their season until they're able to actually use their field. There's oftentimes some advocating by the Big Ten to push the college baseball season back. I don't think there's a lot of appetite around the country, though, for college baseball to be playing in July as they f- finishing their season if you're pushing the season back a month. So Michigan in 2018, they went 33-21. and 21. They were 15-8 and eight in the Big Ten Conference. And as I said, they did not make the NCAA tournament in 2018. So they did have a preseason rank in 2019 of 17th in the country. Their coach, Eric Bakich, is in his seventh season. I mean, they're not a bad team. And 
I think that they were really ready to take a step forward in 2017, and it was just a disappointing season for them. It ended in the regional, but they really were a team that a lot expected to make it to the College World Series. So I think the Red Raiders can identify with that a little bit as far as 2017 goes. In 2018, they had a ton of freshmen that were forced into early service from injuries and other reasons. They have this big tradition, and they have the opportunity and the motivation to make that deep run. Just a question if they're ready to put it together yet, and if this is the season to do that. The Wolverines are th- currently 13-4 and four on the season. They're 4-0 at home and 6-3 and three away and 3-1 and one on neutral sites. So if the Red Raiders were looking to come out of playing the Texas Longhorns, get away from some of the elite pitching that they saw, find some folks that they could get a few more hits off of, the Michigan Wolverines might not be who they want to face on Thursday in Lubbock. Their pitching was somewhat better than their offense in 2018, but it was still not any better than 110th in the country in any category. However, this season, Tommy Henry, who's their Friday starter, so the Red Raiders will most likely see him on Thursday, He's boasting a .51 ERA in 35 innings pitched. He has an absolutely incredible .63 whip. So walks and hits plus innings pitched is less than .63. That's that's unheard of. Even under one is just absolutely wild. He's allowed two runs this season, and he's tallied 49 strikeouts. He's walked four, he hit one batsman, he balked once, and he's thrown two wild pitches in 120 at-bats. He also tossed a complete game one-hit shutout against the Citadel in February, where he threw 13 strikeouts. And maybe more notably, he was the winning pitcher when the Wolverines took down number 2 UCLA in Dodger Stadium in a six-inning, 10-strikeout outing. Opposing batters are hitting a 150 against Henry. So I don't want to overstate him. Those are his numbers. They're impressive, as are the numbers of other pitchers in their starting rotation. Your your likely starter on Friday is Carl Kaufman. He's 4-1 and one with a 106 ERA. His whip is a .79 in 34 innings pitched. Opposing batters are hitting him at a 164. And then their final starter most likely will be Jeff Criswell. He's got a 261 ERA in 20 and two-thirds innings pitched. And I would look for Willie Weiss, Benjamin Kaiser, and Isaiah Page to come out of the pen first for the Wolverines. But I say all that, and I want to tell you a little bit more. You hear all those crazy, impressive numbers from the Wolverines, but then you need to hear what their schedule has been. They won a three-game sweep to start the season against Binghamton. They then won a three-game sweep against the Citadel the following weekend. They won two out of a four-game series against the Cal State Northridge Matadors, Two to one and four to two. They lost a game two five and another was postponed. They lost a Tuesday game to Long Beach State. They had a Wednesday game with UC Irvine canceled. As I mentioned, they did beat number two UCLA seven to five in Dodger Stadium, but then went on to lose to USC and to lose to Oklahoma State that same weekend. And then they swept a series, a four game series with the Manhattan Jaspers. So I'm not sure if they're legit or not. The numbers are certainly inflated based on the competition, but that doesn't mean that these are bad pitchers. So when I look at them initially, I wonder, can Texas Tech hitting step up to these guys? Now, I would say you're in Dan Law Field at Rip Griffin Park. That's a bonus. The Red Raiders do hit pretty well at home. 
But you just wonder when you see pitching like this, is this going to hold up? It could be a real test for Texas Tech before they head back into Big 12 play. So Michigan's offense in 2018 was just terrible. They had a team laden with veteran players, but they had a lot of injuries. Some freshmen were forced into action. They had a team slash line that had them worse than 250th in the country all the way across. Outfielder Jordan Brewer currently leads the team in most offensive categories. He's batting a 362 with 21 hits, 11 runs, and 14 RBI, and he's slugging a 603. To be honest, there weren't a whole lot of others in the stat line that were worth talking about or mentioning. He's really the guy that's that's running the offense for the Wolverines. So I do think that they're going to be a solid power five opponent, but I do wonder based on the competition they've faced so far, how they're going to stand up against a team like Texas Tech. So I'm certainly going in hopeful that the Red Raiders are going to be able to jump on them to push their pitching out the door and to start racking up some runs. Now the Stetson Hatters, though, as I said, Texas Tech will be playing them Sunday at 2 and Monday at 1. Stetson has a little bit of history in the NCAA tournament. They have 18 appearances since 1982. They made it in 2016. They made it again in 2018. 2018 was a big year for them. They went to a super regional. They were a little bit of a Cinderella team. A lot of folks and fans around college baseball were excited about the Stetson Hatters. It was neat to watch them be successful. They went 48-13 and last year. They were 15-3 and in their conference, which is the Atlantic Sun Conference. Their RPI was actually a number four. I mean, they were a, they were a solid team last year. Their coach, Steve Tremper, is in his third season, and they were ranked in the preseason about 39. Really, their season in 2018 was nothing short of epic. They hosted a regional. They made the first super in program history. They lost a lot of players to the draft. And a season like that can make a real impact on a team and recruiting and confidence. It was really expected that they would come in in 2019, putting together an exciting team with more offensive power and athleticism. And that has just sadly not been the case. In 2018, they rode their arms to the Supers. Their ERA of 270 was first in the nation. They had 635 strikeouts. That was second in the nation. Their whip of 1.1 was first in the nation as well. But they lost five of their six key arms from last season. So their lefty Mitchell Singer, who was nine and two with a two fifty one ERA last year, is sitting right now with an zero and three record. He's got a ten forty five ERA in ten and a third innings pitch. He was the Friday starter early in the season, but he's been replaced by JUCO transfer Robbie Petto. Petto is also 0 for 3 currently. He's got a 3.80 ERA and 20 and 3 and two thirds innings pitched. Opposing batters are hitting a 2.68 against him. Saturday starts have been going to Daniel Parrott. He's got a 5.79 ERA and 23 and a third innings pitched. They're just struggling on the mound. They don't have a lot of answers. They have a very tough weekend against two good teams in Tech and Michigan. I think it's going to be a pretty ugly road trip for the Hatters. Things aren't really going any better for them at the plate. They have one player batting over 300. That's Austin Bogert with a 304. Everybody else is in the 200s. Some are even below the Mendoza line down in the hundreds. Their errors are just mind-boggling right now. If you think the Red Raiders have frustrated you with errors, they did have three over the weekend against the Texas Longhorns. This team has combined on the season for 30 errors. Their shortstop, Jorge Arenas, has 10 errors on his own. So if you want to compare that, the Red Raiders have 15 errors as a team, and they're led by Drew Baker, who has five. 
there's no way around it to say they're sloppy in the field. They are not gelling as a team. They're not able to move the ball around effectively, offensively or defensively. So I think this could be an ugly weekend for them. I was really excited about them coming, and they have taken a sharp drop off this season. It's unfortunate. So a little bit about their season so far and who they've played, and then we'll wrap this preview episode up. So the Hatters are currently 8-11 and on the season. They're 7-10 and at home and 1-1 one and one away. They started the season in a tournament playing Virginia Tech, Sam Houston State, and the Manhattan Jaspers. They lost all three of those games in that tournament to start their season. They played a midweek against UCF that they lost. They played a four-game series against Siena College. They actually won one of three, and they had a fourth canceled for rain. They played in another Invitational against St. Louis, Georgetown, and Sacred Heart. They actually ended up winning all three of those games. Sacred Heart, they went on after that Sunday game and played a two-game midweek against them, and they split those. So you could look at it to say they won a three-game series against Sacred Heart, two games to one. They then played the Maryland Terrapins, and they did win one of the three of that game at home in Deland, Florida. They won one over FIU, and then they won one of three against Yale. So just not a lot of really impressive competition for Stetson so far this season, and certainly 8-11, and 11, not a great mark for them. They have a ton of ground to make up if they hope to make any sort of run, even for the postseason at this point. It's going to be a tough one for them. They would have to almost go for the automatic bid in their conference to have a shot of making the NCAA tournament. Well, I think that's going to be it for me. We've looked ahead to the Michigan Wolverines and the Stetson Hatters, who the Red Raiders will be facing Thursday through Monday at Danlaw Field at Rip Griffin Park. Thank you so much once again for joining me. Please continue to rate and subscribe to the podcast. Rate us on iTunes, review us on any platform you use, whether it's Google Podcasts, Stitcher, anything in between. We always appreciate it. It helps folks find the podcast. I'll be back in your feeds next Tuesday to do a recap of this long and unusual weekend series for the Red Raiders. Looking forward to the baseball this weekend and opportunities to be out at the park. All the troubles kind of seem to melt away when you're out there watching baseball with your friends and just enjoying what's going on. So hope you have the opportunity to get out there. It's easy to grab tickets. I learned this last weekend. If you leave your tickets at home, you can actually get them printed at the at the ticket office. So that's fantastic. A fun season so far, and there's plenty more baseball to go. If I don't see you at the ballpark this weekend, we'll talk to you next week. And until then, wreck them. Thanks for tuning in to Dinger Derby and sharing our love for Texas Tech Red Raider baseball. You can connect with Keith on Twitter at Dinger underscore Derby and find more Texas Tech sports content at stakingtheplains.com. Help us out by rating us and leaving a review on iTunes. And remember to tell your friends about the show. Keith will be back next week with another episode of Dinger Derby. And until then, wreck of tech. Keep your hand on your gun. Don't you trust anyone There's just one kind of man that you can trust That's a dead man or a gringo like me Be the first one to fire Every man is a liar There's just one kind of man who tells the truth That's a dead man or a gringo like me